The Pixel Hearts would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land where each member has recorded this episode. The Gadigal people of the Aura Nation, the Wadawarung, the Bunurong, and the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. The team would like to pay respects to Elders past, present and emerging, and recognise the sovereignty was never ceded. This continent always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Hearts. My name is Cameron and I'm trying to figure out how I explain to my husband that I modded all the paintings in Skyrim to be the Tom Hardy thirst traps. God damn it, Cameron. <laughs> my name is Taya and uh, whenever I play survival games with my partners, I always die of thirst because they're just so hot. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Faye and I'm wondering if anyone else pictures in their head when they got their Joy-Cons on their Switch, if they're like the nipples of the console. Oh. <laughs> Hello, I'm Dr. Marlian, but instead of a pun, I'm going to give you a, a, a little, little more about me. So my middle name is actually Rakum Gao. In Thai, it translates to love crystal. So my name is Marlian Love Crystal Butt, <laughs> actually. And <laughs> and if this uh, whole shindig doesn't work out for me slash academia, um, I reckon... Love Crystal Butt sounds like a great sex toy range. Or a stage name. (laughs) Yeah. I've got a lot of options. (laughs) We are a team of romantic gamers who want to help you achieve a play of the game in your love life. And this week on the show, we're doing something a little bit different. So usually we'd answer some advice for you guys. You send in your questions and we see if we can help you in any way. But we're occasionally going to dip into a few different things here and there through the show, and today we're going to do a bit of a deep dive into a fictional relationship. And we're going to look at the red flags, look at the green flags, and talk about the you know history and the theories behind the relationship of two iconic characters. And today's characters are probably the original iconic couple in gaming. We're going to be talking about a little plumber called Mario Mario, and a little princess called Peach. <laughs> and we're going to have a look at what is the relationship between Mario and Peach. Two of the, like, this is like the, the president and the first lady of gaming, I feel like. you They are the go-to couple of gaming, I feel. When you talk gaming, that's who you go to. Which is very interesting because you actually look at the games. There's not really a romantic relationship between them at any point in time. It is all through subtext and through, um, you know, fans kind of applying that to them. If you actually look at the text, never have they had a, you know, they've never had an on-screen kiss, which could change soon. Um, I, they, you know. I guess, yeah, I guess first up here is the obvious uh, feminist analysis that their dynamic is the very stereotypical, benevolent, sexist um, depiction of a woman who is a victim who needs to be rescued, right? And it's one of the largest tropes that we see. But uh, what I'll add here, interestingly, is over the last couple of years, the last decade, in video games, we've started to see a shift from that benevolent, sexist kind of knight in shining armor, need to save woman tropes towards more of a hostile uh, sexism 
So women who are aggressive but sexy, right? The, oh, I'm turned on at the same time of being a bit freaked out, mm. scared and into it. Yep. I think it's it's interesting. Um, I'll just quickly add to that is that this is kind of the pinnacle of, um, you know, woman as trophy for hero, which is such a huge thing in so much media is this is, I think, one of the birthplaces of that. You are constantly chasing to win Peach, to win her at the end of the game. That is what you're chasing. Not victory, Peach. Um, sorry, Faye, you had something to say? I was going to say, do you think uh, Mario as like, as you said, the the president of gaming is so popular because ultimately it's about a white guy thirsting over a girl who quite frankly has never done anything to indicate that he should be and she's just like you know over at bowser's place being like i just need a moment away from him he keeps turning up and screaming (laughs) yahoo and then trying to save me from things that i don't need saving um i just need a day and on top of that does it go one step further is Peach and Bowser, quite literally a couple that enjoy playing a little bit of, you know, capture play, right? They're into yeah. that stuff. Well, and yeah. Mario yeah. is the third. I, I mean, that's pretty much yeah. the, the storyline of the game Braid, where it turns out the hero is actually a creep chasing after the princess. Um, but let's, I think perhaps for, for more interesting analysis, otherwise we're just going to get into like how much of a creep Mario is. Let's assume he is a third and that this is a lovely sort of, kidnap and capture dynamic because i have a genuine question here right because i know that uh bowser has children i mean there's also like a whole thing there of the multiple children but there's only one bowser jr i mean that well the other ones are cousins the other ones are cousins cousins now Ah. i believe they've changed it they're no longer his kids they're now his nieces and nephews i believe yeah who who are the kids with oh the one kid in Mario Sunshine, when asked who his mother was, his response is Mama Peach. So, oh, oh well, shit. I think now that was a whole now thing. Now, I will right? say there was a whole thing it, where it may have been debunked in that game a little bit, but I still think. I still think. A huge plot point of Bowser Jr. was that um, Bowser had been lying to him about Peach being his mum or something. Like, they made that a plot Whoa. point. Um, Here's, here's my take on this whole kind of ba- she's going to Bowser to get away from Mario sometimes is maybe, just maybe, um, because I'm going to tell you right now, the gay community loves <laughs> Bowser. So maybe he's one of us and he Mario is turning up his castle and he's like, no, Mario, no, you have to go. You can't be here. She doesn't want to be around you. And he has his adopted lovely Bowser Jr. or he used a surrogate, maybe Daisy or Pauline. Which also, let's talk about the Pauline problem. The first girlfriend that was stolen by a monkey and now is the mayor. Like, you know, he he moved on when she became disinterested with him and she girl bossified. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's never really explained the relationship dynamic there because let's be honest, the game never required that. So let's let's pull down the comedy like sheet for a second and be like we get it we get it. it's a side scroller we understand you don't need to comment you don't need to come here and tell us guys it's just a video yeah. game <laughs> if this is the person you are just turn it off now because you're not going to enjoy anything else we have to say here because it's going to get weird guys it's going to get really weird so just stop if the, if the kidnapping oh, kink wasn't okay, weird comedy enough. comedy sheet back up back to the goose hey, speaking of pauline though right you know the current kind of fling uh peach there right she is let's admit it 
She's a dictator of a kingdom. She runs high tax threshold. The toads are always complaining about it. Meanwhile, as soon as Mario moves on from Pauline, she gets voted into power. Mm-hmm. Strong democracy. She's there for the people. Maybe Mario's a bad influence. Maybe he's pro capitalism. I mean, he collects a lot of coin. Okay, well, wow. <laughs> oh shit! But he is yeah. a plumber. To be clear, though, collecting those coins, I don't know if anyone ever remembers this. The original um, uh, instruction manual for the original Mario reveals that all of the blocks that he's destroying are actually the um, the residents of um, the Mushroom Kingdom have been turned into They're blocks. They're the calcified so people. Every time he's taking coins and breaking blocks, he's actually destroying someone who used to be a, a citizen of the Mushroom Kingdom. It's that is, insane. That is horrifying and... Yeah, yeah. I think, no, down with down with Mario. Fuck him. We're canceling Mario. <laughs> um, but I think it's yeah, it's that thing. Like if we have a look at it, the uh, let's go through the like kind of history of it. Right, you've got your suit, you've got your Nintendo games. You can't really put story into that or anything like that. You get into your Super Nintendo games, and we start getting a bit more diversity to everything. We introduce Yoshi. Um, you've got Luigi, which is a whole other um situation we'll delve into in a little bit. But Mario 64 is where we start to kind of see a bit more of the world and the relationships between them. And even that's pretty rudimentary. We but don't. We did learn about Peach's cake. We learned about Peach's cake and that she loves big paintings that go places. <laughs> Are we going to also include one of the greatest adaptations, the, the Super Mario Brothers film? Well, that's a whole other thing as well, where Mario is definitely old enough to be the actress's uh, father. Uh, it was, you know, the the age difference there is very Hollywood of the 90s and extremely concerning. Uh, well, Luigi was the, the that's protagonist right. in the film. It was Luigi. Okay, well, yeah. I'm. you're right. I had forgotten that. And you know what? I'm going to use this. I'm using it as a jumping off point because I mentioned to you guys a theory earlier, which is the Rosalina theory. The Rosalina theory is that um, she is obviously from the future and is the daughter of Peach. She tells us through, you know, storybook uh, pictures and all this kind of stuff about her mother. And you you can tell it's Peach. There is an implication that the father is not Mario. That her father is, in fact, Luigi. Um, some of the images just make it seem like it's potentially Luigi and Rosalina is quite tall and she has eyes. Her eyes are the same shape as Luigi's, not Mario's. So there's this big theory that Luigi and Peach are the parents of Rosalina from the future. This is is Game of Thrones level, like dynastic fucking bullshit. (laughs) Just like, oh, the true like parents of like the queen. Oh my god. <laughs> but like you think about it, right? What's what's Mario's like character? He says Yahoo a lot. He destroys the calcified remains of the people who live in the town. Um and Hates he's turtles. a massive simp, right? Hates turtles. Luigi, especially if anyone's played any of the uh mansion games, he's got a whole lot of character there. Right? He's struggling under the yoke of his brother's like giant figure in the kingdom he struggles to understand that he can do anything to help and you know maybe peach looks at that and you know there's there's something there she sees, whereas mario's she sees got growth. nothing yeah she sees growth <laughs> potential oh, like also in mario kart right like where he goes i'm the best oh. 
Wait. Yeah, that's Toad. Eager. That's Toad. Toad. We say, are we saying Toad Toad? is actually the father of Rosalina? What? (laughs) (laughs) Like, no, Toad's Toad's the mother of uh, Bowser Jr. Oh. Oh, I see. Yeah, I, I see. Yeah. I've got a hot take that is not on the basis of playing any modern games, but if we want to take a positive spin, this is based on uh, a feminist theory of using the analogy of plumbing as a oh, form no. of diversity work. What? So, okay. yeah, All we're right. going this way. This is where we're going. All the flavors of Malian. I shouldn't have said that out loud. Look, I'm strapped in. Let's go. All right. Okay. So, uh, Sarah Ahmed talks about diversity work as a form of plumbing. So, we're using this metaphor and image of the wall as institutional barriers. And so, diversity workers are plumbers who kind of try to make uh, flows, new flows, which sometimes get plugged up for uh, inclusion and diversity. Right, so that's the metaphor there. And often diversity work feels like you're banging your head against a brick wall. So if Mario is meant to be a plumber, is there a way we can argue for him being the good guy here? Or is should he not be a plumber? I'm interested, like, when has plumbing ever played into his actual, like, game in any way other than the fact that he sometimes goes down a pipe? Because let's be honest, that's it. We've all been down a pipe before. Because um... we could do this as like a class analysis, right? But that, like, so we do have Princess Peach, so there's a monarch, right? There's a monarchy. Mm-hmm. And maybe their relationship is actually pretty solid, right? Maybe Mario's the weird third guy, so that with like a critique of toxic heteronormativity going on. But then there's also like class struggle happening uh... at once. Doesn't mean that Mario shouldn't just like chill out in terms of the peach stuff and get a hint, but actually like maybe he has something to say about uh, destroying capitalism. And Are you saying that as like- soon as he turns his back, Peach is like gotta lock up all those toads again, put him back to hard labor <laughs> now? That, Sending them to the toadstool mines. <laughs> I need more fire flowers. Get out there into yeah, so the. Does this make like Bowser Che Guevara like just coming in leading like the revolutionary forces to take down Peach? Like, what's going on? So what you're implying is that Bowser is in fact our you know our freedom from <laughs> yep. tyranny. And I, I don't think that that's right. I think, I think it's just another hegemon. No, because I think okay, so we're gonna keep going down the history. Then you've got obviously Mario Sunshine comes out with the GameCube that obviously plays into this whole weird story about is Peach the mother of Bowser Jr. Which no, um, I don't think that's true at all. I think he's a very good single father who does not um, you know does not doesn't speak to the mother of uh, Bowser Jr. anymore. Let's be real. But then we get into things. So we get into the Wii. We get into Mario Galaxy. This in, this is where we get Rosalina comes in and she, you know, complicates things because we're suddenly adding law where law didn't exist before. After that, we need to kind of skip ahead. So we've obviously got all these side games coming out. You've got the RPGs where there's a bit more of a relationship and they have more characters to flesh out. But let's be honest, a lot of people don't know the RPGs. Like, if you know them, you know them. If you've played Paper Mario, if you've played Thousand Year Door, all those kind of things, you know those characters. But Bowser's that's not inside mainstream. story. In, Bowser's inside oh. story. And the thing, if you haven't played them, they don't affect 
you know, common knowledge of these characters. As unlike other games where you have the lore and it becomes common knowledge, this is very side sedentary. Um, then you have to have a look at um, Mario Odyssey. And Mario Odyssey happened. Before that, everyone got really into being furries for a while. Oh, yeah. Mario we had the cats. There was some weird stuff going on there. But again, we get into those side-scrolling and those open-world platformer ones, and we kind of lose any... It's those more narrative story ones, like Galaxy, like 64, like Sunshine, and then we get into Odyssey. And Odyssey develops some really weird things around Peach and marriage, and this weird take on ownership until right at the end... Where Peach goes, haha, peace out. I'm actually just going to go traveling with my speaking tiara Aww. and you boys can get stuffed. So I don't know if you guys <laughs> know this, but at the end of Odyssey, there isn't this romantic like relationship with Mario winning back Peach. She just goes, no, you and Bowser just like do your thing. You've got your cap, whatever. I'm off. I'm going to go see all the worlds that you've been to with this speaking tiara that I now own. And she just pops up in all these other worlds, like traveling the world, seeing the world with her speaking tiara. So it's this almost thing of, is Peach disinterested in this relationship? And is Mario chasing, has Mario been friend-zoned? Oh no, I think he's just a simp. She never gave him any indication of interest. But how much time do you think Peach spent at New Donk City just talking shit with Pauline. Oh my god, they'd be the best <laughs> friends. They'd be getting drunk and like, oh, they'd be nights out, like Sex in the City style. The amount of times. Blowing cosmos. Right, like the amount of times that Pauline's had to hold back Peach's blonde hair while she vomits in a dumpster. <laughs> uh, so much hair too. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much hair. But I think, so we're in a situation now where the game's kind of wrapping up in that situation. We're about to enter a whole new era of lore around the relationship of Mario and Peach. And it can't be ignored. There is a movie coming. A movie starring two, um, according to Hollywood, charismatic actors. Um, Whether that's (laughs) true to each person, to their own. um, You've got, obviously, Chris Pratt with his... um, uh, performances Mario, which he apparently worked on for a really long time, guys. Really long time. Apparently. apparently. We've heard nothing like it. I I would love to be that pretty that I could ignore <laughs> truth. Um, and then we have, we've not heard her performance at all. We've not seen her at all in the movie yet. But Anya Taylor-Joy will be playing Peach. And this is the first time we're going to have something that is purely around narrative and not mechanic to delve into what is the relationship between Mario and Peach. Now, I want to ask, first up, your initial thoughts. Do you think we'll get a romantic edge to their relationship, this, or do you think it's something that Nintendo deliberately doesn't allow? I think Mario Ooh. and Toad are going to hook up. That is my, that's where my heart is going. So Chris Pratt and Michael Keegan Key have done some audio for their wild night together. They, they'd better have. Yeah, Mind definitely. <laughs> but like, this is the thing. Like, do, do you guys think, do you guys think completely, again, I'm pulling down the comedy blanket for a second. Do you think Nintendo would allow a relationship between Mario and Peach? I don't think. I don't I... know if they're going to get a chance. I think that the, 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 
creators of the movie are going to take a certain direction and that's just going to be it. I remember very specifically mentioning that old Mario movie, uh, Miyamoto saying, this is great, this is all canon, which is the only reason why you said his name as Mario Mario before, because that was canonically confirmed. Uh, until I hear anything about that with the movie, I'm just going to assume uh, it's just a fun romp and I'm looking forward to Jack Black and Charlie Day, and that's a book kind of it. We also know that Nintendo, historically, when when their property has been taken by a third party and something's done with it, Nintendo have had knee-jerk reactions and closed, like, closed the, like, guard. Like, there has been a good couple of decades where no one was allowed to touch any first-party Nintendo because they were not happy with how things were done by third parties. So this is, you know, we've started laying that down with things like um, Cadence of Hyrule, Hyrule Warriors, Amazing. the Rabbits and Marios. Like we've got people picking up these these parties now and actually playing with it. This movie could be a chance for that, but I feel like they'll still be very guarded on what they'll allow. Like I reckon there's, I believe the Pokemon um, movie the Detective, yeah. Pikachu? Detective Pikachu? Yeah. That, that was, was very solid. That was solid. It was fantastic. But apparently there was a Bible of do's and don'ts that they were given by Nintendo and Game Freak. And it was very strict on what they were allowed to and not to do in terms of how Pokemon existed in this world. I think the same Bible will exist for Mario and Peach. I... So... I think Nintendo will definitely want to exercise as much of their discretion and power for this production as they can. But I think Hollywood, like, they have a formula that they generally try and follow. And at some point, I think there will be, if not perhaps for Mario, or at least perhaps not between Mario and Peach, I think that there will be some element of romance somewhere. So I wouldn't even be surprised if it's, like, if it's Luigi and Peach, actually, that develop, like, the canonical relationship. Oh, that would be good. You're thinking Luigi's just going to BLJ directly into her heart? Going to no one watch? knows what BLJing is, right? Oh, backwards long jump. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I think he would. I, I think... I knew what a BJ was, but I wasn't sure what the L stood for. <laughs> backwards long jump. But I think... I'm going to be a, I'm going to be cynical here, though, and say, while I would love that to be the direction we go with, you know, Luigi and Peach, they're not, they're not hiring Charlie Day to be a romantic lead opposite Anya Taylor-Joy. They have hired two very pretty people to do the voice acting for the two kind of titular characters in the world of Mario. People want those two very pretty people to have very pretty kisses and do very pretty voice acting while they kiss. But they don't look like that in the movie. That's... Yeah, but all the press tour is yep. about that. All the press will be like, oh, what an important couple, you know, and they'll always be doing it together. And then you'll have Chris mm. and Charlie doing the brotherly thing. But. Yeah, true, true, true. Like, I mean, who hasn't watched on oh, High yeah. School Host Club where they don't kiss, kiss, fall in love? And their theme song <laughs> is kiss, kiss, fall in love. And it doesn't happen. And there's a whole season where they don't kiss, kiss, fall Absolutely. in love. Absolutely. I don't think Hollywood has, has the has the steel to get through that for an entire movie without Kiss Kiss Fall in Love. This is not an Oran High School situation, is what I say. <laughs> Can we edit that that theme song into this? Like, yeah, 10 seconds. Let's go. Yeah, we'll avoid any copyright. Here it comes now. Kiss Kiss. We're all dancing. We're loving it. What a, that is such a cheer. What a bop. Um, but I think, you know, if 
if um if Hollywood were not cowards, the real relationship we'd get here is Chris Pratt. No, not Chris Pratt. God, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> is Charlie Day as Luigi and Seth Rogen as yes. Donkey Kong? Oh, oh. With with uh, Jack Black as Bowser as their third. Like oh, yeah. that is wait, wait. power. That's perfect. Did That's you say perfect. that there was Waluigi in this? I don't think he is. Are in they going to have Wario? No. I actually, yeah, I did have a question because of the so Mario and Luigi are brothers, mm-hmm. hence Mario, Mario, Luigi, Mario. So Wario and Waluigi. Luigi, are they also brothers or not? Oh, so no, I have a theory on that. Canonically, I don't think. I think I think they're lovers. <laughs> I think Wario. Oh, they're definitely lovers. lovers. They've met over their mutual like, hate. They definitely meet up, and in the morning they sit there and they lovingly style each other's moustaches to get it just right. They know how it's important to them, right? Just get that twirl. In the morning, they actually wake up and they have to detangle their moustaches from each other. I love that. I also have a fun theory here from the internet about Waluigi that I would like to read out. All right, round us out with this fantastic Waluigi theory. This is a good one. So it's called I, We, Waluigi, a postmodern analysis of Waluigi by Frank Ribéry. I love this. I know this. It's so good. Go. Waluigi is the ultimate example of the individual shaped by the signifier. Waluigi is a man seen only in mirror images lost in the hall of mirrors he is a reflection of a reflection of a reflection you start with mario the wholesome all italian plumbing superman you reflect him to create luigi the same thing but slightly less you invert mario to create wario mario turned septic and libertarian then you reflect the inversion in the reflection you create a being who can only exist in reference to others. Waluigi is the true nowhere man. Without the other characters, he reflects. Inverts and parodies, he has no reason to exist. Waluigi's identity only comes from what and who he isn't. Without a wider frame of reference, he is nothing. He is not his own man. In a world where our identities are shaped by our warped relationships, to brands and commerce, we are all Waluigi. <laughs> Oof. Phenomenal. Clicks all around. Um, with that amazing thought, I think it's... T- I love that every single one of you just clicked on this on camera. Um, I think uh, with that, uh, it, I think we've kind of delved into the relationship and where it, where it sits. I want just quickly lightning round to close us out. Are Mario and Peach gonna kiss in the movie? I'm gonna start at the top here. Faye, yes or no? I hope not. Malian. Kiss, kiss, fall in love. I'm going to pick up kiss, kiss, fall in love. And I reckon Peach is going to peg Mario in the movie. Get <laughs> ready. Woo. <laughs> and so we hope you guys enjoyed this slightly different episode. We'll be delving into some other couples in the future. But uh, next week, we'll be back to our regular uh, episodes. We want to thank Ryan Stanton for producing the Pixel Hearts and Blusher for our intro and outro, the Pixel Hearts theme song, and One Pixel at a Time. For all our links, or if you need the Pixel Hearts to help troubleshoot your love life, head to our link tree in the show notes. But until next time, be kind to each other. Wahoo!